Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod, and we're uh, sitting here in the Escape Pod with your co-host Blake joining us very shortly, and we're going to be chatting all about the fifth episode of season two of The Bad Batch. It's called Entombed. Uh, brought us to some uh, very familiar Jedi Survivor, Indiana Jones kind of vibes going on in this episode, so that was, uh, that was interesting. So we'll talk about that briefly. As well as uh, we got a new rating system on the show we're going to be using going forward. So we'll introduce that in a little bit as well. An article about Omega, her connection to the Bad Batch. Star Wars Celebration 2023 is uh, right around the corner. We're going to be uh, chatting about the new announced guests that are going to be showing up there. And a little bit more. Let's get into it. Another happy landing. Hello. Hello. Hey, man. Chut, chut. What's going on? Chut, chut. That's right. <laughs> chut, chut, Watto. Uh, chut, 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 Blake. Um, <laughs> here, we, here we are again, uh, just the two of us this week, and uh, yeah, I mean, um, first off, before we kick things off here, I mean, uh, welcome to Star Wars Escape Pod, anyone, anyone new tuning into the show, I feel like we don't do this enough, but uh, uh, if you're joining us on Podbean or Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, you know, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever you are, uh, maybe you're tuning in on our new YouTube channel, right? We got a new new YouTube channel floating around the internet, so uh, make sure you that's go right. check it out and subscribe. Yeah, now with up to date videos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, weekly on a weekly basis. So uh, the, the the day after we drop a podcast on audio platforms, uh, you can check out YouTube on our channel 1 p.m. PST, and uh, you'll find a premiering episode happening between uh, between one and and three o'clock p.m. So. Uh, that's uh, that's a fairly new thing. Hopefully, we can keep that trajectory going for as long as possible. Uh, I know last week uh, we were one day off, but you know it happens, so you know it's no worries. Uh, just stay stay up to date though with our Twitter at SWSK Podcast to get those those daily updates, just in case an episode's dropping late. Uh, so yeah, thank you all for uh, tuning in for subscribing, and uh, you know we do love to. Uh, chat star wars every week and uh, you know makes us really happy Heck yeah listen. we do <laughs> yeah can you believe people listen to us every week <laughs> it blows my mind every week and yet we're still doing this <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and this week we have a new episode of the bad batch season two episode five it's called entombed uh so i'll just uh read the description real quick here and we can talk about it very briefly here 
So while searching a junkyard for useful salvage, Omega and Wrecker find an ancient compass containing a set of coordinates toward the uncharted Kaldar trinary that carry uh, the promise of treasure. Fee, Genoa, and, uh, or is it Genoa? I forget. And uh, Omega persuade the Bad Batch to set out uh, for the system where the compass leads them to Skaranal, the resting place of a legendary crystal, the heart of the mountain. Oh, getting some, uh, getting some hobbit Lord vibes. Of the Rings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> they uh, find the stone, but upon removing it, Skaranal is revealed as an ancient doomsday mech, which begins running amok. Uh, and the Bad Batch and, uh, and uh, uh, Fee manage to return the crystal, which deactivates and destroys the machine, and uh, that seems to conclude the plot of the episode. So, um, what do you think about this one? Just, like, initial thoughts, you know? I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I'm not sure if that was supposed to be an homage to Lord of the Rings or to The Hobbit. I feel like it had to have been, right? Like, it's the exact same name. Is that even an homage at that point? Or are you just, like, stealing ideas? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, The Heart of the Mountain is pretty direct to me. I, I mean, I know Dave Filoni just absolutely loves Lord of the Rings and, and uh, you know, just the <laughs> Middle Earth world. So, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is a callback, right? Oh man, you know what? It, it, to me, probably what happened was Dave Filoni had a note like, make it something like the heart of the mountain, and then the writers are all like sitting in a circle, kind of like in The Simpsons. They're like, "So uh, does heart of mountain work for everybody?" Like, "Yep, yeah, that's good." Yeah, yeah. yeah. This sounds that. familiar. Does anyone anyone recognize it? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I think Dave said it once. He must want her in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, we gotta like put this on now. There we go. Oh. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, my initial thoughts when on, when when this air uh, when the when this episode started to air was was uh, uh, dang like uh, I don't know what it is with this character Fee, but um, you know I it makes me wonder what what her purpose in the show is right because like we've seen her once before uh, at, at the very beginning the premiere of the season with her kind of giving the job to Sid, who then gave it to the Bad Batch, you know, hired them to do it, to steal Count Dooku's treasure, right? Uh, right. So, so we have seen her before, and then she pops up again in this episode, and she's kind of all, like, you know, telling her her tales of, of treasure hunting days and all that. And, uh, you know, Hunter's like, oh, yeah, check this out, like, you know, get a load of that kind of thing. Like, you know, who, who, who believes anything she's saying? The story changes every time, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I really just think this entire episode was just, it was just supposed to be fun. It was just supposed to be, um, you know, kind of like, kind of a callback or at least a nod of the head to any story out there that has had like a good adventure to it, you know, maybe some treasure along the way. And as time goes by, the, the, the memory kind of fades and changes with time as, you know, someone's memory would, you know, likely distort and, and you know, just you know, memories do that, right? Uh, things end up sounding different later on when you retell the story. But, uh, but it's just like, I, I thought it was just like, okay, all right. Um, overall, I don't think I was like, 
you know, crazy impressed or anything like that. I got to say, I think it's even more of a filler than the last one, which I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed. But, uh, but I enjoyed this one too, though. That's the thing, right? Like it's still, it was, yeah, I thought yeah. it was still a good story. It was like fun. Right. It had a twist in it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I'm not, I'm not trying to like crap on it or anything, but like it's uh, it poodoo like, on it. It. <laughs> it was like if Indiana Jones was an anime. Yeah, yeah. Although I think Indiana Jones as an anime would be would be better. But anyways. That's <laughs> what the crystal skull should have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you know like, yeah, it's like Dave Filoni, you know, he just like called them up and he's like, hey, guys, you know, uh, can you make Indiana Jones in the four, but just, just make it better? Yeah. All right. Thanks. See ya. That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, any favorite moments of this episode? Hmm. See, I wrote down some notes here. See if there's anything in here. You know, I think I actually just really enjoyed Wanda Sykes' character. See, I thought yeah. she was like, mm-hmm. she's she felt very not Star Wars, which is kind of weird, but right. She to me, she was like if Lando and Indiana Jones were one character. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it does it does make me wonder, like, kind of like what's the deal with her character? You know, like I was just saying, like I, I forgot to conclude that thought, but um, but you know, it just makes me wonder, like characters like this that kind of start off very, uh, very um, mysterious in the way that it's like, okay, what's their overall purpose in the show? Sometimes it ends up paying off to a really you know, really good, uh, or really kind of well planned out story of some kind. So I, I'm intrigued, you know, cause she's, she's quite the, um, the actress to kind of bring onto the show. Right. So, uh, Wanda, Wanda is, uh, you know, been in tons of live action stuff and oh, instantly yeah. recognizable, you know, the moment you hear, you hear her talk, like, it's like, Oh, I know who that yeah, is. she has a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she has a very unique voice. You could pick her out immediately. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, I'll jump in here with my favorite. Did, did you like the like, twist? Did Did you like it being this giant robot mech thing that just starts destroying everything? Yeah, you know what? Like, because I'd seen the trailer and I had no idea that that was like coming in this episode, but um, <laughs> right. because that was a shot from from the trailer, I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, I, like I think that was probably my favorite moment was that this entire thing that they've been in was just this giant buried like mech thing that they mm-hmm. yeah but i i don't know like it's uh, i thought that was kind of cool and you know we'll get into it in just a moment there's like a bunch of theories that are pointing out to like what it is and who it belonged to but yeah i thought okay. that was i thought that was my highlight for sure from the episode oh, okay that's yeah. cool yeah it's like i wasn't sure because like some of it did make total sense to me like if you the the fact that they put the key back in and then it just like like fell apart didn't yeah. really make any sense to me. Why didn't it just power down? You know, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you think the people who originally created it would have had like, why would you build that entire thing? And then if you just like remove the key from the ignition and then you put it back, it'll just fall apart and explode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know. I, I like I was trying to think of why. Like if I Maybe. were to build that machine, why would I do that? Maybe the laser was so, well maybe maybe it kind of backfired like when they put the crystal in and the laser was still charging up maybe it kind of was the wrong moment to put it back in right uh if the laser wasn't firing maybe it wouldn't have disintegrated the the crystal but 
Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 curious, isn't it? It, it did remind me of. Um, I don't think the, the the shattering of the crystal didn't really shock me all that much because I thought that it was very similar to. Uh, in a way, it was very similar to that moment with Omega just letting go of the treasure. You know, she had that whole Indiana Jones and the and the the uh, Last Crusade kind of moment where she has to kind of just let the cup go off the edge, and you know, she's got it like seeing Indy does right, and, then, and you know, hmm. Omega has a moment that's very similar. And uh, I guess it was something similar in which like they go after a treasure, and instead of the treasure, they actually get a story out of it. And uh, a, a tale to, to tell. The right? real treasure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I guess that was the whole point of the story. I don't really know where the, where the, I don't know, what the, what the greater kind of idea of this episode is, is, is trying to do. Um, uh, I got to be honest, I kind of miss those little like, you know, two sentence, one sentence things that Dave would slot in before Clone Wars episode. Those little um, philosophical, yeah, the little philosophical kind of like, you know, bit that would have some sort of resemblance to the episode. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, if this entire episode was was all for nothing in the grand grand scheme of the, the series, then like at least it's kind of trying to tell a story in which it's supposed to be about this. And you can always go back to the first title card and go like, okay, this is the the message it's trying to convey. And uh, in the Bad Batch, we don't have that. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, this was, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. right. Um, you got to try to, yeah, I feel like all the small things like that together make it harder to tell a deeper story because you don't have as much time. Like yeah. You, it's, it's like when you have like a narrator to a story, you can kind of speed everything up because you're talking directly to the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're missing that now. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's like, I don't want to say it's like kind of a shame or a waste because like I know that a lot of the animated Star Wars shows tended to start off a little more spaced out in terms of not really having solid, you know, fleshed out arcs all the time. But it does shock me a little bit that this show has had such a roller coaster with extremely like awesome moments. And then episodes like this where it's like it's just kind of like done for fun. And yet, you know, it almost feels like it didn't need to happen. You know, it almost feels like there's right. so much more that they that they could have pulled an episode out for the week. Um, and, and they have the entire Clone Wars to build on as a foundation. So it's not like they're starting well, from scratch. How many episodes do we have in this season? In season two? Yeah, like what, what are, do they announce how many they're going to be? Uh, yeah, so they do have like a whole schedule for, for the, the season, I believe. I think it's supposed to be 16 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay, season... so it's not like a full old school animated show with 24 episodes. No, no. If, they, I think it's because these episodes are slightly longer, um, only slightly. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Clone Wars was like that though right like they did the full 22 24 episode season and uh bad batch has so far in its first season it it did 16 episodes season two i'm not entirely sure how many will get i would imagine it's going to be 16 as well Uh, Mm -hmm. that's at least what it says on wikipedia i'm pretty sure we can trust that 
So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we're, uh, nearly at the halfway point now, you know, we're three episodes away from the halfway point. So I, I was kind of, that's hoping crazy. That, yeah. I was kind of hoping that things would pick up a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe yeah, it doesn't week. feel like a lot has happened. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's been a lot of treasure hunting and we got that one really solid episode in there with Cody and Crosshair and that's pretty much it. you know, pretty cool race. But other than that, yeah, we've had like three episodes all about the treasure hunting now. So, um, I guess they're taking, must be leading to something. Cause like that's, that's Wanda Sykes characters. Like that's her profession. She's a treasure hunter. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So it, it must be leading to something with that. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see uh, any appearances from like Doctor Afra or something like that. You know, some Star Wars archaeologist or something. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, oh, so yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she'll be young, right? Because she's um, she seems to be a young adult. She'd be a kid. Yeah, she'd be a, like During, a, a young yeah. kid in in the, this time frame. Yeah, maybe no younger than okay. Omega. Or something like that. So, but yeah, that'd, that'd be an interesting little cameo. Oh, no. If they cross paths, you know, trying to get a treasure yeah. and then Dr. Afra and her dad shows up and it's like, oh, shoot, <laughs> we're trying to beat them to the treasure or whatever, right? Like, that'd be kind of cool. There'd be some twist. Yeah. And her dad will be Admiral Yalaren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was in the comics. Um, <laughs> nope, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anything we didn't like about this episode? What did you not like about this episode? Well, I guess the thing that I, I already brought up, which was that I felt like the key didn't make any sense. Other than that, I thought it was fun. It was just, it was kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to know more. Like, the we're told that this this whole thing was put together by these pirates. I don't know if, if the idea is like Wanda Sykes character just made that up or if that's supposed to be these ancient pirates created this booby trap for the treasure. But the whole treasure thing doesn't really make any sense in this circumstance. No. So it's actually just a giant robot. Is it a booby trap? Is it a war machine? Like what's what's going on? Right. Like, that, that's a great question to bring up. And, you know, I got to say, I, I'll just get my answer out of the way for this question is probably just the fact that it's like a pretty filler episode. Like, I think that's what I don't like about almost any episode that tends to get to go <laughs> by that is like more filler than anything else. Uh, but um, yeah, so... Yeah, the question, the big question is like, what do we think about the possible connection to the Zepho? So, um, if anyone here listening has played Jedi Fallen Order, uh, you will know that along Cal Kestis's journey, he comes in contact with remnants and ruins of an ancient civilization, uh, sentient species native to the planet Zepho who uh, many could also wield the force, uh, which they referred to as the life wind. Um, and they left a lot of things behind and, and they're extinct. They're long extinct. Uh, so in the canon, uh, they have been, I think they have been referred to as the ancients. Um, and uh, maybe maybe it's just, I know there, in the EU, there's multiple 
there's like two or three different things in which a species was was re referred to as the ancients, uh, also kind of long extinct. Um, but uh, in the canon so far, the Zepho is kind of the one thing that has been established to have been a civilization that recognized the force that were before the Jedi did, right? So if we're going with the idea that this machine is in fact built by an ancient long gone um, civilization, there's real good evidence, uh, you know, real solid evidence that, that could point to the fact that this thing was built by the Zepho. And if you look up a picture of what the Zepho look like, their, their, their head shapes and everything like that are all very reminiscent to the way that this thing looked. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Yeah, so like I'm down to believe well, that this is Zepho territory we're dealing with. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, like in the related, uh, uh, in the related subject matter in, in the game, you you fight tomb guardians and everything like that, which were um, robotic right. kind of soldiers that shot blue plasma lasers out of their chest, very similar to this giant horse thing that we saw. Um, they were also had kind of very, uh, what do you even call that shape for their head? Like very, uh, with the wings kind, kind of, of spanning. dome-like? Yeah, like very, very like, like, you know, wide top heads and kind of curving inwards a little bit, uh, like T-shaped, T-shaped, I guess. So uh, yeah, the, the the tomb guardian that's 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 a big one as well. Uh, yeah, the, you know, I'm looking at the tomb guardian here, and the the head and face look very similar to the giant. It, it's the laser that gets me. Thing. It, it's the blue laser that gets me because like the effect and the look of it is almost the same, and you'd think that it's nearly the same kind of technology as well. Uh, so you know, I'm down to kind of you know just accept this that you know that this thing is just zepho and yeah you know, like knowing knowing some of the things that they've done in the canon so far maybe we'll never get any you know solid evidence that it was zepho technology but um yeah i'd like to think it is you get a well yeah. you know yeah. hey dave is it, is it zepho? And... Yeah, like, yeah. well you know <laughs> everyone's <laughs> got their theory and i like to keep it that way <laughs> keeps the options open um yeah exactly yeah uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's like could be Zepho, could be Zepho stuff. But um, there's an interesting recording uh, about the Zepho. So um, again, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, by the way, Jedi Survivor, the sequel to that game, is just around the corner. So maybe we'll get a bit more about the Zepho in uh, the coming weeks. But um, there's a a really good quote which uh, I totally forgot about because it's been quite a long time since I played the game. Um, but it's uh, at, at right at the top of the Zepho species Wikipedia page. And I thought it was such a great uh, quote um, about the Zepho and why they're extinct. And, and it has such a big parallel to, to the Jedi themselves. Um, so Cal Kestis finds a recording of some kind in which the Zepho, uh, someone of the Zepho species is kind of like left behind, I guess, you know, knowing that they're going to all perish at some point. And uh, they, they say this, I offer this recording of our civilization to those who will follow. Despite our wisdom and technological achievement, we face extinction. Dogma blinded us to the path of balance, and gradually we allowed our pride to corrupt us. The greater control we sought, the further we fell into ruin. I lead the remnants of my people into the great unknown, hoping that we 
finally find peace. Uh, you know, does that not make you think of the Jedi Order or what? Right. Sounds a lot like the Jedi Order. Yeah. Yeah. Like it sounds a lot like some someone on the council would say. It sounds like something Yoda would say after going into exile. Right. Um, kind of like reflecting back on all their their sins and just kind of thinking to myself like, oh, dang, like we could have done things differently. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, very cool stuff. But um, let's give this episode a rating. So uh, we get to use our new rating system in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the part I was looking forward to for the whole show. <laughs> the rating system, Pablo's Poodoo's. All right, so new to twenty, <laughs> new to twenty twenty three onwards, we're going to be using Pablo's Poodoo's to rate uh, awesome and terrible Star Wars shows and movies that <laughs> that we will see uh, in the coming uh, coming years, I guess. Um, so uh, how it works is uh, we either give it uh, a score out of three Pablo points or three Pablo Poodoo's. All right, so it's on a scale of six. If it's in the middle, you give it a bendu. So uh, if anyone, you know, knows where that's from. Uh, so yeah, three, three, <laughs> three Pablo points. Well, three. In. You got to Google it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an inside joke. You got to Google it. All right. So uh, starting with the very, very worst of the worst, you give it three Pablo Poodoos. All right. And if it's like the best of the best of the best, you give it three Pablo points. You know, again, right in the middle. To Bendu, if it's all right, maybe one Pablo point. If it's maybe not bad but not great, maybe you consider giving it one one Poodoo. I don't know. So, uh, give it a thought and give it a score. Yeah, you got it. You got a score in mind. Um, I think so. I'm disappointed because I don't get to say the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to say. Pablo Poodoo, but I, I I actually thought it was kind of decent, so I'm, I can't I can't do that. I'd probably give it I'd give it one Pablo point. One Pablo point. All right, you know that's I think so. that's yeah. actually the yeah. territory I was into. I was I was in one one Pablo point. Uh, I don't think it was spectacular. Uh, if I was to go, if, if I was to go back a week and score last week's episode faster, I would actually have given that two pablo points um again yeah, it's not perfect it's not perfect and it's not part of this insane story arc but uh, for a filler episode i thought it was really good so you know yeah for- that's exactly it under the term of it being a filler i think that's like the previous episode last week's yeah i think that's about as good as you could possibly get yeah, in filler, yeah. right know, territory totally so uh yeah there, there we have it I, I don't know there's certain things about this episode though like and I'm, now I'm getting back into gripes because the stuff's coming to me. <laughs> I wish... He wants that Pablo Poodoo! <laughs> I, w- I wish they would have used the pirate stuff more. Because pirates in Star Wars can be super cool. And this, like, ancient pirate stuff. Why didn't they try to do the Treasure Planet? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, man, that would have been awesome. Uh, like a whole story arc, you mean? Like like Treasure Planet style yeah, where they have to like arc. they have to like hire a crew and it's all treacherous, you know, they end up. Oh, that'd actually be mute. that'd be I would like that a lot actually. We should maybe right? suggest that to Dave. <laughs> we should mail that in. Yeah. Someone tweet Dave, just be like, dude, bad batch plus like treasure island plot line done. 
three episodes. He'll just reply with it. a link. He'll just reply to a link to the the wiki for Treasure Planet. I'm like, it's been done. <laughs> he'll he'll give him the Ryan Johnson little uh, yup. <laughs> fist bump. Yeah, yeah, fist bump emoji. Yup. Yeah, it's oh, in man. the works. In the works, everybody. For me, I think it's the design that I think missed out on because it could have been super cool. Like yeah. the the alien like alien pirate swashbuckling sci-fi things to me is super cool, right. and I wish they would have went into that a bit more. Like just like what are the the ancient pirate skeletons? Is this you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like I'll tie it all together. The uh, this should have been. Where was the captain on the captain's chair? Like the dead skeleton of the old. Yeah. No. Like no I, captain. Right. 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 I know what you're talking. Maybe about. it's so old. There's nothing left. But like you think. It's just cool. do it because it's cool. Yeah, it's cool you stuff. Know? Yeah, it's cool stuff, right? Like if you want, if you want to do a treasure storyline, you know, commit to it. Let's get a like an arc out of this, you know. Um, but I gotta say, like, like bringing in Zepho stuff, like if it is Zepho, like that is that is pretty sweet. Um, honestly, if it didn't, if it didn't have the mech thing, I gotta be honest, I might even have to give it a Bendu, like one one step oh, lower, wow. just just yeah. because you know, just because I'm like I don't know, yeah. it's 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 like. Then it's, it's just uh, slightly kind of less interesting, area. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm more likely to go lower than I am to go higher from where it is now. Right, yeah, no, totally. Like, just, was there anything in this episode other than Wanda Sykes saying that it had to do with pirates that would, that would tell you in the episode that had that this was a pirate treasure? <sighs> I mean, I, I know she said something about the pirates were all... Like that community of people had all been talking about this thing for for you know hundreds, if not thousands, of years, right? Okay. Um, what I don't understand is like why it's such a prized treasure, in the sense that it's actually just this key that turns on this big mech thing that can just destroy yeah. the planet, right? Like it's like okay, what's so? I mean, I get, it's I get that it's Josh. Yeah, I get that it's old and special, but like, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess, uh, I guess I was just a little kind of surprised. Like, oh, that's it, you know? Yeah. Like that. That's all it is. Just like the key to this car. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even the key to a planet killing weapon. Like, you know, we've seen ancient planet killing weapons before. Um, and, uh, in the, in the form of, um, the grand Sith temple ordeal on Malachor, right. And in, in Star Wars Rebels. Right. So, so it's not like there isn't other planet killing weapons out there, but, uh, maybe this was the source of their, their extinction, the Zepho. Maybe they built their own demise. Right. Uh, maybe it's like a cal like a uh, like a Krypton story where 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 this person who left all the voice recordings behind for Cal Kestis or whoever would find it um, was kind of like the Jor-El of, of Krypton and kind of knew that, uh, hey, our civilization is creating our own defeat, essentially. And no one knows that. You know, it's like a Westworld story, right? Like the AI takes over and, mm, and yeah. you know, it's like decides to do what, what it thinks it's it's right in itself and it's kind of its own entity and now now they, there's no going back, right? There's no escape. So um, 
Yeah, I thought, you know, it's like, the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, it is kind of cool. Um, but again, like, <laughs> none of this is confirmed. It's just all in my head. So it's like... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all headcanon. Yeah, it's all headcanon. It's like, I, you know, I just want to live up there in headcanon space sometimes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I do hope like this storyline pays off at some point in the future, I, I, you know, because it, it's, it's lore expanding, right? And I think that's what we really love Star Wars for is it's lore expanding. And when we sit down and watch a filler episode, I think the only reason why you know, people like us complain or have reason to give it something like only one Pablo point or, or even perhaps a Bendu or, or a Pablo Pudu is um, <laughs> the fact that it's not, it's not enriching the Star Wars lore, right? Like every week when right. I sit down to watch this show, I am hoping that I not only just see a good story unfold on screen, but I'm hoping to learn something new about this galaxy that lives and breathes in in the form of many stories right and uh and it's like I, I hate to think of a bad star wars story as just a waste of time like it always makes me cringe whenever i read a star wars book that's just not good because i'm like yeah well what was the point you know like what's the point of making a star wars novel that someone has to sit down and read for 12 hours and it doesn't do any favors to the to expanding the lore or 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 explaining something or filling in some some plot holes somewhere which which now can be continued in the form of a story and we get more rich content out of it or whatever right like it just like it just kind of bothers me when i see that because it's almost like it's like you know what's the point right if i want to read a a good story about this kind of essential basic plot line there's other franchises that could do it better and there's other there's other storylines that can do it better so what really gives me hope about this episode is that this is in fact zepho technology that is taking a note out of Jedi Fallen Order and saying something like, hey, this is good stuff. We can use this, run a story through it, and and maybe we can have it pay off later with, with a couple more story arcs or something like that. You know? So, um, yeah. And for what it's worth, if we find out in this series that that's not the case, we will come back and we will produce we will our, give it a Pablo favor. Yeah, we, <laughs> that's right. It will be. It will be poodooed. That's right. It will be poodooed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a, We got an article to quickly read through here. So uh, let's let's check this out. All right. So. Um, how Omega's journey connects with the Bad Batch and viewers. This is a this is an article that showed up on StarWars.com slash news, written by Paige uh, Lyman. Uh, and, you know, this subject kind of came up at one point when uh, when we were talking about Omega's character and uh, her relationship with, with Hunter and um, basically Clone Force 99 being her family at this point. So... You know, there's just like the the headline in itself kind of caught my attention, and you know, kind of brings us back to to that. So, um, uh, I don't know, Juju, uh, do you want me to read read through this kind of section at a time, and and we can just just pipe up whenever you you know got something to yeah, let's do say. it. Sweet. All right. So, Star Wars: The Bad Batch brought back Clone Force ninety nine, an elite group of clone troopers who are genetically modified to have unique set of skills. The first season put us right into the very early days of the Empire and the immediate galactic changes occurring alongside the members of the Bad Batch in Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Crosshair, and Echo. But one unexpected addition to the group was Omega, 
a young clone who served as a medical assistant on Kamino. From her first introduction to the Bad Batch, Omega is set apart from the other clones in a number of ways, all of which help her truly uh, unique uh, addition to the Star Wars galaxy. Upon her first meeting with the group, Omega's difference in appearance brings an immediate connection with Clone Force 99, as none of them fit in with the rest of the clone army. But the connection that Omega forms with the group, especially with Hunter, extends beyond superficial differences with other clones. Their bond eventually blossoms into a found family, especially after the Bad Batch return to Kamino to rescue her following, her following a mission to Onderon. Omega's greatest gift may be the heart that she brings to the team. For the most part, she's a kid who gets to experience the wider galaxy outside of Kamino for the first time through her travels with the Bad Batch. She has a sense of wonder about her, even as the group deals with bounty hunters uh, and the Empire pursuing them. You know, I, I actually really like this part here because uh, it, it is it is definitely true. Like, we, you know, we've definitely talked about this, especially that episode where that, that old guy gives her a toy. You know, she doesn't know what toy is. You know, doesn't, right. doesn't know how to play. Yeah. It's like, She's, yeah, just had such a, a sterile life. Yeah. Yeah. And it really kind of allows us to somehow connect with that character and kind of feel some, uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know, sympathy or empathy for her. You know, it's just like, it's like, dang, like this, that's a kid and she doesn't know what a toy is. Like that, that sucks. Um, you know what I got out of reading that section is I forgot that the Empire's hunting her. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't yeah. talked about her at all this season. Right. It was a big thing last season. She kept getting like kidnapped, you know, Cat Bane or whoever. Right? Well, but, I guess in part, I mean, it is due to that guy's failure to like, well, he executed that clone who said to him like, hey, guess what? Not Clone Force 99 is actually not dead. And he's like, oh, right. shoot. And then he shoots him in the face, you know, lets him drop <laughs> off a cliff. And he's like, yeah, there's no one's going to know about that. Uh, cause, uh, I want my promotion and like, I don't want Tarkin to know that I failed or whatever. So, right. So they're, they think she's dead. That's why they're on it. That makes sense. Yeah. So everyone else for, thinks they're dead. Yeah. I forgot that was a plot line. Like, yeah. Well, it was just a little brief moment at the end of that first arc for season two so far, but yeah, it was very quick and you know, didn't, wasn't a, wasn't a, a core element of any episode yet, uh, with the empire hunting them down or anything like that. So other than the bounty hunters, other than. Uh, oh, that was in the first season. Yeah, sorry, that's not that's not yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. That that little moment though, that's like the beginning of season two. Is up, but you're right. Like so far in season two, other than that one little section, like you know, at the end of the second episode, like we haven't had any mention of the Empire hunting Clone Force ninety nine. You know, because no one knows they're alive, right? Uh, except uh, except Crosshair, except Crosshair, and he hasn't told anyone right. that they're alive. Do you think it's a shame? Or he just, he kind of, they're his brothers. So he's like, I think, just kinda I don't know. I think, I think they've kind of come to a realization that they can live on different sides with their own beliefs and not need to try and kill each other. Right. You know, it kind of reminds me of that Hopefully lost, that, that, that lost stars book that we read, you know, a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, that wonder stands out among the Bad Batch, who are already well-traveled and battle-hardened individuals. Omega experiences many things for the first time, including dirt, sunlight, space travel, and even playing with other kids. These experiences have echoes of Luke Skywalker's early moments in Star Wars A New Hope when he finally makes it off Tatooine, carrying a classic Star Wars thread of hope and exploration into Omega's own story. Omega's solitary life on Kamino has left her innocent uh, in many ways. 
But while she does begin to learn more about the world, she has a strong sense for of herself. She often questions things, looking for a deeper understanding of events like the Clone Wars and what exactly loyalty and family can mean. That search for more understanding also pushes her brothers to question the way that they operate. Her understanding of family is especially visible in season one finale, Camino Lost. At the end of the episode, Omega makes uh, it uh, a point to forgive Crosshair, even after he chooses to remain loyal to the Empire following the squad's escape from the now-destroyed Topaka City. Omega notes that he didn't like Camino, and she understands why after having spent much of her life inside Nalase's laboratory herself. Her forgiveness comes after spending a whole season bonding with the Bad Batch and learning about the importance of family ties, even when a family member chooses to leave. Season 2 of The Bad Batch opened up with a slightly older and wiser Omega. She's been out in the galaxy for a few months, learning and changing alongside her family. We see that when she takes initiative for herself and her brothers, even when it's a little misguided. In the second season of Season 2 of Ruins of War, The Bad Batch take on a mission from Sid to steal one of Count Dooku's war chests from his old castle. Through some mishaps, Omega, Tech, and Echo have to abandon the war chest that they secure, Still, Omega goes back to retrieve it on her own. It's a misguided action fueled uh, from guilt after she overheard Echo telling Hunter that they can't have a normal life because of her. While this winds up putting her in the path of Imperial Stormtroopers, uh, it goes to show that she's trying her best to take care of her brothers in her own way. And in the end, Echo reassures her that adding her to Clone Force 99 was still the right choice. Uh, Omega, through her own journey, serves as an important point of connection for viewers, much in the same way that others like Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano have before. We see her growing and learning during a dark time in the galaxy and bringing unique perspectives into all kinds of situations. And among a group of characters that all bring something unique to the table, uh, Omega's approach to the world and her family is something that sets her apart. She is strong-willed and caring for those close to her, even as the Empire's rise to power continues to threaten her and the Bad Batch wherever they go. So uh, that was a thank you, Paige. Great article. Um, I noticed that yeah. Ezra Bridger's not in that article. As a, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> Luke Skywalker, right. Ahsoka Tano. Where's Ezra Bridger? You got to put him in there. You know, it's like lost and forgotten. It's funny because I'm rewatching Rebels. So are you? I'm like, yeah. I am, uh, sort of. I'm like kind of watching it while I'm yeah. like busy working on my own stuff. You know, we so got to like we got to do half Rebels, paying attention, but yeah, we got to do Rebels talk, uh, Rebels talk after show before, before um, you know we get too too late, right? But you know, because this, this, I feel like Rebels is going to be more relevant down the road as more and more live action shows come out. So that's um, a good point. Yeah. I feel like we should do that. You know, maybe maybe when Bad Batch is over, we'll kind of kickstart it up and talk about five episodes at a time or something like that. So uh, this has been it on the list good. of just things. Just piecemeal it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's been on the list of things to do for a while. And it's just, you know, I know Diego who did Clone Wars talk, he he had, um, he, he, did, he didn't really connect with Rebels as much. And, and so we did start doing it. Uh, we did one and then, he, and then he kind of like, and then he got busy and then it, you know, it just never happened. So um so I think uh, I think you know if we if we kind of just strap ourselves down and just kind of binge through it, um, you know, 
Anyone, anyone listening, just let us know. You know, shoot us an email, shoot us a message on uh, Twitter and Instagram if you really love Star Wars Rebels and want to hear an after show, or if, maybe if you've never seen the show and you want kind of us to help you walk through the show, that would be awesome. Uh, unlike yeah, Clone Wars, like, the, the viewing order is pretty, you know, just in release order, thankfully. So it's an easy one to binge instead of flipping around. Yeah, it's a little more straightforward. Yeah, yeah, Clone Wars is crazy, you know, just jumping seasons yeah. back and forth. <laughs> and uh, you never know if we're going through it. Maybe we'll come across stuff on that uh, relates to, like, Clone Wars or a lot of the, the bigger scheme stuff. Because some stuff, I think, I can't remember specifically now, but I recall watching it the other day. I'm like, oh, that's that thing. And then mm-hmm. because they, they reused it right in uh, some of the later live action stuff, right, right, which I I, I didn't realize. I wish I could be more specific, but I yeah. can't remember what, what it was. Just that that happened. <laughs> uh, it'll 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 come to mind, I guess. You know, when we when we go through it. But uh, well, let's definitely do that. Let's definitely go through Star Wars Rebels and 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 do an after show at some point. Uh, all right, yeah. Well, that's the end of that article. Uh, we have, I think, one more subject on the roster, and that happens to be. Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> All right, Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023 happening April 7th to April 10th. And uh, as of today, more guests have been announced to make their appearance at Star Wars Celebration doing both photo ops, interviews, uh, on stage panels, and uh, signing autographs. Uh, which you'll pay a pretty penny for, but you know if it's worth it, then uh, then, uh, then then cool. Uh, so <laughs> let's go down the list here. Anthony Daniels, uh, C-3PO, Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano, D. Bradley Baker. You'll know him as every single clone trooper in every single animated show. Uh, you get d- that guy's autograph. You got like fifty <laughs> characters. Yeah. He, he should charge ten times as much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dennis Move over, Aiden L- Christensen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge Antilles, will be there. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, that's cool, because he was there when we went to Celebration. And yeah. I recall then it was a big deal, because he first had never one. been. Yeah. yeah, he'd never been to Celebration before, even though he's from the original Star Wars movie. Right. Yeah, and it was the same with Hayden back then. That was his first convention as well. Oh, wow. Um, that's even crazier. Yeah. Uh, well, I think in, in, first in a while, I believe is you know I think he oh, may okay. have been to one like during Attack of the Clones press or something like that, but you know, uh, oh Giancarlo Esposito uh, who plays Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian, he will be there, as well as Hayden Christensen who needs no introduction, uh, Indira Varma. Uh, okay, so. If my memory serves correctly, she played a character in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Am I right? Mm, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Uh, I believe she did. Um, I think she was the same actress who was in Game of Thrones. Uh, yes, yes, she did. She she was in Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm totally blanking on her character name from uh, Tala. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, there it is. Tala. She played Tala in Obi-Wan Kenobi. So she will be there. James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the animated Star Wars series, uh, will be there as well as Katie Sackhoff, who plays Bo-Katan both in live action and in animated form. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, the one and only actor you just hire for anyone you want to recast. And uh, he will be there uh, for his, I assume, his character uh, in Rogue One. 
uh, Galen. That makes the most sense. Yeah. Matt Lanter, uh, voice of Anakin Skywalker, will be there as well. Uh, and uh, actually, we have a little message from him. This is Anakin Skywalker calling in. And you're tuning into the best podcast in the galaxy, Star Wars Escape Pod. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Matt. Uh, <laughs> and Vivian Lyra Blair, uh, who played young Princess Leia in Obi-Wan Kenobi, will be at Star Wars Celebration as well. Um, I believe I got all the names that are currently on the list, and it is very so, also very possible that more names will be announced in the coming yeah, weeks. That's what I was going to ask if this is like an ever expanding list. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think it is. Like you know, I think up until maybe even like a few weeks before, like they could still technically announce more guests that just like they just don't have their calendar locked down yet you know I, w- I would be a little shocked if ewan mcgregor wasn't there you know only because right. uh i mean yeah. i i know he, the i know just were, came out yeah and i know they were at the most recent one you know but like i i would be a, just a little shocked if he wasn't there i'd also be very surprised if rosario dawson wasn't there either because she was at the last one and it makes sense that she would be at this one because her show comes out later this year as well so um, like it just kind of makes. They should sense. set her up uh, with Ashley Eckstein. So if you want Ahsoka, she'll just do a twofer. Yeah. Get, just get both of them on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the the, the combo Ahsoka combo pack or something like that. You know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get you get one of them to sign one of the Ahsoka lightsaber hilts, and then you get the other to sign the other one. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, now now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, That's you're right. onto something here. Celebration tips with the Star Wars it's, Escape Plan. It's going to be the eBay special. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, to go along with Star Wars Celebration, I mean, we're still uh, we're still looking to reserve the weekend to hang out and chat Star Wars in the Discord and uh, do a live podcast recording. You know, just uh, kind of watching, uh, maybe what maybe watching the uh, the live stuff. You know, happen in the audio channel, and then you know later on we'll do. Uh, you know, an open op- open uh, caller kind of thing. You know, see people dropped in, right? I think you suggest you suggested something like that a couple weeks. Yeah, ago. Yeah, that'd be cool if we yeah. had people just drop in, chat some celebration with yeah. us. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely figure something out, and we'll be announcing uh, news in in I guess the coming weeks because you know April's not too far away, but it's far enough away that we got time to plan something cool. Um, we also have some really good Star Wars celebration channels in the Discord server. Uh, we have. A celebration RSS feed, which constantly uh, copies over. Uh, we have our our friend Lobot copying over uh, <laughs> tweets from Star Wars Celebration official account, and uh, you don't miss a thing there. As well as the Star Wars Celebration TV channel, which uh, any YouTube stream that they're doing uh, will get posted in that channel. And Star Wars Celebration Live, which uh, Celebration Live channel is basically just like a live blog. So if you're out and about and you can't watch Celebration Live on YouTube, uh, you know, turn on notifications of that channel. And anytime there's anything cool, like a photo of uh, someone coming on stage or a quick update about something or an announcement, um, then uh, you know, you'll have that coming through on, on the live blog. So, uh, you know, we're doing our best. <laughs> I tell you, you know, for 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 a couple of people who don't get paid for this, uh, you know, I feel like 
<laughs> I feel like we do a we pretty do. good job of covering. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we do such a good job. Lucasfilm should reach out and throw us a bone. Oh man, uh, free flights and tickets to celebration would be nice. <laughs> hey, you know, I wouldn't say no to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, that's pretty much all we got for our show this week. Uh, is there anything you want to bring up, I guess, before we wrap things up here? I had this one article I stumbled onto that right. I thought it'd be fun to share. Yes, go for so, it. So I guess I'm not sure if this just came out like recently, if like someone was being interviewed or if this is something that's just kind of been in the ether for a long time, people just forgot about it, but this was news to me. Uh, so, uh, Henry Gilroy, which was one of the, uh, creatives involved in the original Clone Wars animated series. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one from 2002, uh, I guess when they originally were working on the pitch for general Grievous, and possibly up to some development of Revenge of the Sith, they were heavily considering making him Darth Maul. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You, so you find out that uh, Darth Maul's body do you mean, um, was do you, found, I guess, by Sidious and put inside this mechanical suit. Do you mean? Do you mean somebody else? Tony Gilroy is the guy who did Rogue One and Andor. So I don't. I don't think he was involved. Hold with on, the, Clone with Wars. The, so yeah. About his work. As a writer on the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, is what it says. Hen Henry Gilroy, oh, not Tony. Oh, sorry. Henry, Henry Gilroy. Okay, yeah. So there's two Gilroys that worked on yeah. Star Wars. If that's, I that's said Tony, it's supposed, it's supposed to be Henry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because yeah, I was gotcha. thinking the same thing. Like, isn't that the Rogue One guy? That that no, makes that makes a, a lot more sense. Guy. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Henry yeah. Gilroy. Right. Cool. Yeah, the, the name rings a bell. Um, yeah, so this is something George was playing with for a long time. Obviously, he decided not to go that direction. But uh, it was on the plate, and it was, you know, George was behind it. So I yeah. thought that was actually really neat. Because you're telling me you remember that being a rumor. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, back in 2005, I remember uh, the, the whispers, you know, bet between Star Wars fans at, at the time in which would suggest that General Grievous was actually Darth Maul, but kind of rebuilt and reconstructed into this monstrous form which would which would be an interesting parallel to kind of the anakin darth vader uh transformation as well but um but yeah i mean like because because grievous is always supposed to kind of resemble what vader could become you know especially with like the yeah. mouth the mouthpiece and uh the voice and the modulation and everything like that so um yeah uh, you know it's it's cool to you think are dude <laughs> yeah it's 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 interesting right like it's um it's 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 cool to think about all the possibilities that if that was a thing i'm actually very happy that maul kind of retained his own identity as his own character and eventually especially now right Where oh he has yeah. so much more expanded story especially now yeah and his story is pretty much all fleshed out i would imagine you know other than the missing gaps between solo and star wars rebels i mean we've pretty much got everything about that character that we need to call that that story finished right so right um yeah but that you know it's, it's interesting to see kind of like plans like that plans that they had for characters that didn't you know quite go as as planned <laughs> or or things yeah. that were changed or just concepts that were then later like unused and you know sometimes things end up a lot of things end up getting reused i mean like look at the book of boba that's fett that's the main right? thing 
Yeah, look at the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> that that those, shows uh... just all recycled material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, just like droidica designs for episode two. That's that, true. Yeah. Just... That was super cool, by the way. So, like, that's that's a great point of something that was reused that was, you know, I'm really glad that they did. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, nothing ever goes to waste, you know, at, at, as an idea uh, around there, it seems. And, and it's kind of cool that that is the case because, uh, you know, a good, a good Star Wars idea can sometimes always be a good Star Wars idea so long as it's in the right context. So, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for, thanks, thanks for sharing that. That's a, that's a cool little... Uh, yeah, it caught my eye. I thought it was worth chatting about because it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, well, thank you to uh, all our listeners who uh, tuned in this week. You know, we'll we'll catch them uh, all next week in the podcast, as well as uh, you know anyone who tuned in on Tuesday. YouTube, YouTube, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks again for co-hosting this weekend. We'll catch you in the next one. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. We'll see you out there. Keep flying. All right. So a big thank you to our co-host Blake and. Uh, Upcoming Star Wars content news is, of course, a new episode of The Bad Batch on Wednesday this week. So tune in to Disney Plus for that. Uh, any Willow fans out there? They did a behind the scenes, like a making of Willow, which uh, I still need to watch. Um, Willow was awesome. So if you haven't seen that, definitely go check it out. And um, make sure you check out that, uh, I think it's a post credit scene or, or the final scene or whatever. Make sure you, make sure you uh, give it a watch because uh, yeah, it gets you, it gets you excited. Uh, so, um, contact info, Twitter, Instagram. We have handles there at SW Escape Podcast. You can find us on YouTube with at SW Escape Podcast. And our email is SWEscapePodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us a voice memo in the form of a, of a, of a voicemail if, if you wish to leave any comments, questions, or uh, just like in general, your thoughts on this week's episode of The Bad Batch. We'd love to hear what uh, other people's thoughts are. Make sure you jump into our Discord server. You won't miss a single Star Wars thing, news update, whatever, you know, celebrations around the corner. It's going to be useful to have. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, putting out more episodes in the near future. Drop a five stars that helps us out so much, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Star Wars Escape Pod. May the Force be with you.